Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message. So we're in a series called I Am All. And Pastor Darison and Pastor Whitney wanted to talk about kingdom identity. So Pastor Darison preached last week an awesome message. And I was thinking, not only do they want you to know why or who you are in Christ, but they also want you to know why it's important to know who you are in Christ. You know, it's not just good enough to, to know who you are, but why you are. Like, why do you exist? What's the point of your life? And we've all been there when we've all asked those questions. So the question that I want to answer is, why do I need to know who I am in Christ? Man, look at it right there. Amazing, bro. All right. I have three points to answer this one question. And there's a whole bunch of questions. I'm sorry, a whole bunch of answers. But I'm just going to focus on three. So my first reason as to why you need to know who you are in Christ is so that you could get through anything. Life promises heartbreak. Can I get an amen? Life promises heartache, hard times, difficulties, but God promises victory. So you have to think about when times get tough, tough, what do I look like? Like, do I look crazy? You know, am I, am I always freaking out? Am I going to those same friends that put me in that messed up position in the first place? Like, what do you do when you're going through hard times? When you know who you are in Christ, you choose God. You focus on God. You lean on God because you feel like God is going to get you through whatever it is that you're going through. And that's not just something that people say. It's actually biblical. In the Bible, it says in 1 Peter 5.10, it says, in his kindness, man, God is so kind. In his kindness, God has called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. So after you have suffered a little while, it says after you have suffered, we're going to suffer. After you've suffered a little while, he, who, Jesus, God, Christ will restore you. He will support you. He will strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. There is no friend in your life that can make you that promise. There is no thing in this world that can promise to restore you when you feel broken. That can support you financially, spiritually, emotionally. Nobody could do that for you. I can't even do that for you. But when you know who you are in Christ, man, you look to God and you choose God. When you don't know who you are in Christ, you don't depend on Christ. And if you don't depend on Christ, then you're not going to experience any of those things. So that was the first reason why. But there's another reason. There's another reason why you need to know who you are in Christ. And the second reason is this, so that you can stand up for Christ and be an example of who he truly is. If, if you were to ask anybody, you know, what's a Christian? Everybody would say, oh, judgmental. Uh, they're weird. They think they're better than people. They're always at church. Uh, they sing crazy songs. They kind of jump in the front. There's nothing positive that people say about Christians. Give me an example of a Christian. Oh, man, those, 
those freaks, those crazy people. But if you know who you are in Christ, you can represent Christ well. You can actually be somebody that other people want to emulate. You can actually be an example of hope to someone. Everybody's shy. Nobody wants to talk about Christ. But someone could just see the way you talk and say, man, there's something different about grace. You know, every time that Ashley comes into this class, I don't know, I just feel better. You know, anytime that I speak to Vanessa, she talks to me, I just feel secure. That's God working through you. But if you don't know who you are in Christ, then you look to the world to give you what you want, what you're missing, what you're lacking. And we all need things. We all want things. But this is the problem. When you go to the world to look for what you want, the world is ready to give you. What, what do you want? New sneakers? They designed the next 50 Yeezys. These are the release dates. Spend all your money. Whatever it is that you want, the world is ready to give it to you. And the world will give you, and the world will give you, and the world will give you. But the problem with the world is that when they give you, they give you stuff with a string attached. They give it to you, and then they hold the string. They have it wrapped around their hand. And when you least suspect it, when you're walking and you're like, man, I'm doing good. My life is awesome. All of a sudden, your life just falls apart like that. And how does that happen? Why does my life fall apart? Because the world yanks it back. And the problem is that we're ready to take from the world, but we're never ready to pay the world back for everything that they give us. Has anybody ever heard that sin is expensive? Man, have you ever made a mistake and it cost you three times as much that you wanted to pay? Man, I've been there. When you make one little mistake and all of a sudden you're like, man, what was I thinking? What was I doing? Who was I with? Why was I there? And it's because we take from the world. But when you know who you are from Christ, you don't want what the world has because you've been burned by them too many times. You want what God has. And what does God have? God has confidence. God gives you confidence. And what God gives you, when God gives you, you know what he does? He gives you confidence and then he releases you into the world. He releases you into your classroom so that you can make a difference. He releases you to that job so that you can make some money. He releases you into college so that you can get an education. He releases you with all the gifts and talents that you need to go back to your toxic household and deal with the family that, you know, you've been dealt with. When you get from God, God gives with no strings attached. And unlike the world that leaves you, man, God walks next to you. Because he knows that you're his ambassador and you're going to represent him. You're going to rep him well. There's a verse in the Bible and it says in 2 Corinthians 5.20. Man, I just love that. Anybody love that? 2 Corinthians 5.20. It says, we are therefore ambassadors. As though we were making an appeal, God was making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled with God. The word implore, it means to beg. When have you seen in the Bible somebody write, I'm begging you to reconcile with Christ? Why would somebody write that they're begging you? Reconcile means you had a relationship and it went left, right? Or it went bad. Why is the writer saying, be reconciled with God? 
begging you, not just saying, hey, you know, on your own time, reconcile with God. They're begging you, reconcile with Christ. Lauren, reconcile with Christ. Why? Because if you know who you are in Christ, your life will look completely different. If you know who you are in Christ, you'll have that confidence that we're talking about. And when you get what you want to get from God, no one can take away what God gives you. God-given confidence. If the world didn't give you your confidence, then the world can't take your confidence away. If the world didn't give you your miracles, then the world can't take your miracles away. If the world didn't give you peace, then the world can't take your peace away. So we wonder why we have joy one minute and then the next minute we don't have joy anymore. It's because we get the joy from the world and then we go on Instagram and the joy is gone. But when God gives, nobody can take it away. You don't care what people are doing. You don't care where you're going. You know that you have a confidence that nobody can take away. And that's why you need to know who you are in Christ. Whew, amen. The last reason. Man, the last reason to me, is, is the biggest reason why you need to know who you are in Christ. It's, it's literally the reason why I wanted to, to be here today to talk to you guys today. The last reason why you, and put your name in there, why Lauren needs to know who she is in Christ is because, point number three, because God is going to ask you to do big things. God wants to do things in your life that's bigger than your capacity, bigger than anything you could do by yourself. And when God asks you to do those things, you're not going to be able to do them without him. So if you don't know who you are in Christ, then how can God use you? And God wants to use you. Anybody love um, Marvel? You know, oh my gosh, Marvel. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but Marvel. Everybody loves Marvel. Oh my gosh, superhero, villains. Like, it's crazy. Everybody's obsessed. Universal Studios is filled all about, you know, rides about superheroes. People have the t-shirt. It's like, you know, Spider-Man, Superman, Wonder Woman. Like, there's TV shows now. There's, like, all this stuff. There's shows about just regular people. Supernatural was a show back in my time. But there's all these shows about supernatural stuff. It's even an icebreaker. When you don't know someone, they're like, okay, if you could have a superpower, you know, what would be your superpower? Oh, I would, you know, like to, like, hear other people's thoughts. Oh, I'd like to fly, you know. And people are obsessed over this idea. And this is the idea, that there's a hero, right? It's a regular person that finds out that they're a hero. Never knew about it, but now they found out they're a hero. And they have these supernatural powers, right, that they, like, can realize they can use. And they save, like, a galaxy. They save a person. They save a city, a generation. They save the world. And they defeat a villain who's, like, traumatizing the world. Right? And this person comes out of nowhere, uses their supernatural powers, defeats the villain, everybody praises them at the end, and they're like the best person in the world. But on top of that, no one knows who they truly are because they wear one little thing and like no one knows who they are, right? Crazy. And everybody's obsessed with that idea. And when I was thinking about that, I felt like God was telling me, do people think that's original? 
Because that's my story. That has been what I've been trying to do in Lauren's life for how many years? How many times has God been trying to use you to be a hero in his story? How many times has he been trying to reach out to you and say, I want to use you? Supernatural powers, God has those. He has given us the ability through the Holy Spirit to pray for someone that's in a coma and say, in Jesus' name, I demand that this person wake up and they wake up out of a coma. God has given you the ability to pray for someone that's deaf and they have restoration in their ear. God has given you the ability to pray over someone that has depression, anxiety, and you say in Jesus' name, that's gone, and it's gone. Man, God has these supernatural powers through the Holy Spirit, and he wants to give them to you. But instead, we want to fantasize about Batman. That's crazy. It just literally that just came to me. You're not alone. I was like, whoa. You know, quick side story. I went to the Philippines. And I'm so passionate about this because I, I've had so many mentors in my life that have shown me these supernatural powers, have shown me that the Bible is so real. And I went to the Philippines and I had a, we went to a service and people went walking barefoot miles to get to this service. And we were there all day until literally the government turned the lights off and everybody went home. And I was with Yadi. Anybody know Yadi from church? Man, I love Yadi. I was with Yadi and we were so exhausted from being in the Philippines. And when we got home, we literally were like, I don't want to eat, thank you. We just went to the room and we went to sleep. Yadi and I, we were sharing a bed, we just went to sleep. And we had preached all day. We had prayed for people. We had saw crazy things. A woman that was crippled, we saw her literally put her, put her cane down and she walked like a regular person. It was crazy stuff. But what was crazier was that Yadi and I were sleeping and a girl, a, like a young girl, came to where we were staying, woke us up. Okay, you ever been woken up when you weren't like trying to wake up? I am not a person in the morning, okay? She woke us up and she had a little scarf on her head and she took the scarf off and she said, I have cancer. And I'm like, what? Like, she literally woke us out of the bed. And Yadi and I stand up and literally her eyes are puffy. And she's like, Man, I saw what you guys did over there. Can you pray for me? Like those powers, the Holy Spirit, the stuff you were talking about. I have cancer. And I lost all my hair. Can you just pray for me? I'm like... Yadi, pray for her. Like, I was, like, coming out of, you know, being asleep. Man, and Yadi was like, amen, let's pray. And I'm like, yeah, amen, amen. So Yadi was, like, ready. I was like, what? I'm, like, not a morning person. But Yadi was like, yes, I believe in Jesus' name. God can heal you. And I'm like, amen, God can heal you. God can heal you. I was, like, her backup person. But I was like, Man, Yadi was like made for stuff like this because someone literally woke us out of nowhere, was like, I have cancer, heal me in Jesus' name. And, and Yadi's like, I'm gonna heal you. And I'm like, yeah, Yadi, heal her. So I was behind Yadi praying. And do you know that she was supposed to go to the hospital because she had cancer? And when she went back to the hospital, she didn't have cancer anymore. And 
Man, this is something that happened like in 2019. Man, I've seen the miracles happen. I've seen the supernatural power take place. I've seen it. So we're not just preaching these things and telling you these things. Man, they're real and they can happen. But that was just a side story, man. But I love Yadi and I... And I believe in the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's so important for you guys to know who you are in Christ. Because God wants to use you to do crazy things. And hearing that story, you may think, yeah, God could use, you know, Yadi. And God could use Pastor Darison. God could use and God could use. But you don't know me. You don't know where I'm at. You don't know where I've been. So that's for them. Or I don't know if God could use me. And you're not alone in that. There's a person in the Bible named Moses, and Moses is linked to some crazy, crazy stuff. He's so throwback, he's like in the second book of the Bible, so Old Testament. And Moses, Moses stepped up to a man that had like a thousand slaves, and nobody wanted to step to this guy. His name was Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was running an entire people group. He's like, all the are slaves, slaves, slaves. And if you don't like it, die. And everybody's like, slave, I'm a slave. Everybody became a slave. And Moses went in there, stepped up to Pharaoh, and he had a stick that was like, it's called a, a staff. He had a staff with him. And when he used his staff, he would say, in Jesus' name, some crazy miracles would happen. And Moses stepped up to Pharaoh. And he was able to free those slaves. Moses was able to be part of the creation of the Ten Commandments. Moses prayed for bread to come from the sky because people were hungry. And God sent bread from the sky to feed thousands of people. Moses went up to the water and said, I'm parting this sea. And he put his staff down and parted the sea. And you guys are nodding your head because you've heard this story before. Right? But what we haven't heard is how it all started. Man, there's a verse in the Bible in Exodus, and it says, But Moses said to God, Who am I? Moses questioned himself. Moses, the guy that we're like, Yeah, oh my God, he parted the Red Sea. Moses questioned himself and said, who am I that I should go and step to Pharaoh? Who am I to free these slaves? Another Bible, ver another version of the Bible says Moses protested. That means Moses like argued with God and said, you got the wrong one. It's not me. I'm not going. Moses said, who am I that I should go? Have you ever felt like Moses? Who am I that I should go? It's okay to ask, who am I? It's okay to question who am I in Christ, but it's not okay to stay in that spot. It's not okay to look for the answer that you're looking for. That's why we come to church. That's why we're here teaching you guys who you are in Christ. Because you need to know who you are in Christ. Because if Moses would have stayed there, there would have been no Ten Commandments. Those people would have never been free. That manna would have never came from heaven. That sea would have never parted. Those miracles would have never took place. And think in your life, how many nevers have there not been because we stayed in the who am I situation? Man, we need to get past that. Don't be scared of questions. Who am I? Look it up. Who am I? Come to church. Who am I? Join a dinner party. Who am I? Come to church. Learn who you are. If you don't know who you are in Christ, then you're going to be asking yourself, who am I the rest of your life? 
And you're going to miss out on all the things that God wants to do in your life. And if we don't know who we are in Christ, then we're going to spend more time working through our confusion of who we are instead of working with the supernatural power that God has given us. Can you imagine saving someone's life? Remember the heroes and villains that we were talking about? Can you imagine that? Man, the Bible says, the Bible says in James 5.20, this is one of my favorite verses. It says, you can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back from the wandering will save that person from death and bring about forgiveness of many sins. Man, James 5.20 says that you can save a person from death. It doesn't say that you have to be a doctor. It doesn't say that you have to be a paramedic. It doesn't have to say you have to be 21. It doesn't have to say you have to be this skin color or go through this school or do this or do that. All it says is that you can save a soul from death. So sitting here right now, middle school, high school, wherever you find yourself, you can save a soul from death. And that's one of the craziest and most mind-blowing things about knowing who you are in Christ. That God wants you to use you to save a soul from death. So I'm going to finish with a story that, um, that changed my life. You know, I feel like in church we throw that around the life. This is going to change your life. But seriously, this story changed my life. And it's about two kids. And... One girl's name is Lauren. She goes to Brave Youth every Wednesday, doesn't miss. And she has a best friend since so she was five years old. Her name is Christina. And Lauren would come to Brave Youth. She loved it. And every Wednesday, Pastor Darius and Pastor Whitney would say, wasn't that message amazing? Don't forget to come back next week and invite your friends to church. And what would Lauren do? Yeah, amazing. And then leave and not invite her friends to church, right? And then next Wednesday, Lauren would come to church. And man, oh my goodness, the worship was amazing, life-changing. My life was changed. Wasn't that message amazing? Don't forget to invite your friends next week come to church. Yeah, amen. Next week, I don't invite nobody to church. So I decide, you know, Lauren decides, I'm going to invite Christina to church. Christina's like, nah, we'll hang out after. All right, cool, cool, hang out after. Don't forget to invite your friends. Next week's going to be life-changing. All right, I invite Christina. Hey, Christina, you want to go to church? Nah. Um, all right, I'll go. Christina sits in the back, you know. Um, Lauren's like, I don't want to pressure her, so I'm just going to leave her in the back. You know, I'm not going to, like, I'm just going to let her do her thing. All right, Christina came. Man, and that's just a cycle. And that was the only time Christina came. And bring your friends, invite your friends. And I don't... Invite my friends. Lauren doesn't invite her friends. And um, one day, one Wednesday, Pastor Darius and Pastor Whitney say, hey, next Wednesday is going to be life-changing. Don't forget to invite your friends. And Lauren says, man, for real, for real, I'm a, no question, I don't care. I'm going to tell Christina she needs to come with me to church. And that was supposed to be next Wednesday. But that Saturday, they were supposed to hang out. And... Lauren was driving, Christina was in the car, and Lauren was texting while driving, Christina was texting also, and they're just talking and kicking it, and as they were driving, they hit a tree. 
And the tree actually falls on their car. And their phones go flying. And they're both like strapped to their seats. And Christina looks over at Lauren. And man, she has blood like all over her body. And Lauren looks at Christina. And she has the windshield all over her body. Man, and Lauren starts thinking to herself. She's like, oh my God. I think I'm going to die. And Christina, she's like, Lauren, how are we going to get out? Who's going to find us? And Lauren starts feeling the blood running down her face. And she starts gripping her pocket. Because in her pocket, she holds on to this. And I made this big so you guys could see it. But she holds on to a piece of paper in her pocket. And she brings it up just enough that Christina sees it. And Christina's like, what is that? She's like, man, I think we're going to die. But at least I have this. And Christina's like, what is that? She's like, this is my ticket. I got this at Brave Church. And man, if I die, at least I know I'm going to heaven. And Christina's like, what? why Why don't I have a ticket? Where do I get the ticket from? And Lauren's like, man, I, I tried to tell you to come to church. I, I, I tried to tell you to come to church. And Christina's like, come on. You've known me since we were five years old. You got to give me some of that ticket, please. Please, give me some of the ticket. So Lauren... rips off a piece of her ticket and gives it to Christina. And Christina's like, you have so much more ticket left. Please, give me another piece. Please, just give me another piece. And Lauren gives her another piece of her ticket. And Christina is holding this ticket. And she looks over at Lauren. And Lauren's gone. And Christina just looks up in like disbelief of her life. And then Christina's gone. Man, in one minute, two teenagers are just hanging out. And the next minute, they're gone. Yeah, but there's more to the story. Every time, there's always more to the story. Ashley, pass me that. Christina wakes up, and she's in a room full of people. And she's like, has anyone seen my friend Lauren? I'm looking for my friend Lauren. And she bumps into an angel. And an angel has a book in his hand. And he says, what's your name? She's like, I'm looking for my friend Lauren. What's your name? She says, my name's Christina. And he's like, do you have a ticket? And she's like, "Um, yeah. And the angel looks at her and says, 
That's it, it's not good here. And she's like, no, 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 no. I got this from Lauren. She's a Christian. She goes to Brave Youth. Like, like she's like super involved. She gave me, this is like her ticket. She gave it to me. And the angel says, I'm sorry. This ticket isn't good here. And I can show you. So the angel takes the ticket from Christina. And if you can't see this, then you should make sure you get out of your seat to see it. And then Lauren comes. She's like, has anyone seen my friend Christina? Please, I'm looking for my friend Christina. And she bumps into an angel. And an angel says, what's your name? Lauren, with tears in her eyes, she's like, my name is Lauren, but I'm looking for my friend Christina. And the angel says, do you have a ticket? And she looks at her ticket, and it's all bent out of shape. And she's like, yeah. And the angel says, we have been waiting for you. Man, your ticket says heaven. And when the angel shows Lauren her ticket, Not only did Lauren give her heart to Christ, but her life was an example of Christ. Man, and how many times do we have friends in our life and we give them a piece of ourselves that we don't get back? Man, how many times do we give when we should just be leading them to God? How many times do we tell our friends about God, but we don't give them the whole story? Man, how many Christinas do we have in our lives? Our A1s, ride or die, on Instagram. Everybody knows it's me and Christina till the end. But only to find out that I'm the only one walking around like this. I'm the only one walking in confidence. I'm the only one that's being restored. I'm the only one that's being built on a firm foundation. But my A1... You need to know who you are in Christ so that you can have the confidence to speak to your friends about Christ. To speak to anybody about Christ. Because we don't want any Christinas in our lives. We don't want to go to heaven and be like yes and amen and all of our friends are not there. The title of the message was called, I am all I need. But the, the real title of the message is, I am all I need for God to move. Amen. You are all you need to be 
the hero with supernatural powers that goes in out of nowhere that no one suspected that faces the enemy that comes out on top that people are praising and it's like oh my gosh Lauren saved my life Lauren led me to Christ Lauren changed me I used to have depression but Lauren helped me get out I used to have cancer but Lauren helped me out if we don't know who we are in Christ then it's always gonna be a Lauren and Christina story. That's why you need to know who you are in Christ. Because when you, when you know who you are in Christ, when God asks you to do big things, you'll do them. When, God, when you know who you are in Christ, you can be an example for Christ and people are gonna want to know more about Christ. And when you know who you are in Christ, it doesn't matter what happens in your life. It doesn't matter who steps to you. It doesn't matter what mistake you make. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. You know that God will restore you. God will support you. God will redeem you. And it's not easy for me to say that. You think a leader, it's easy to come up here and say, God will redeem you. God will restore you. No, we say that because God has redeemed me. God has restored me. God has built me on a firm foundation. And God has used me. And if God could use me, then God could use you. So I just want to pray for all of us. And I want to pray for the Lawrence. Man, if you find yourself in a position that you're like Lauren, that you've been redeemed, restored, but you don't have that confidence in Christ, then, man, I beg you, right? Like that verse says, I implore you to reconcile with God. Tap into the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit and start changing some lives. And if you find yourself as the Christina in this story, man, where you don't know if you were to die today, you don't know what ticket you have, man, the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that you will be saved. You don't have a physical ticket like this example, but you have a ticket in your heart. Just by saying, God, come into my life, forgive me for my sins. And if you find yourself to be the Christina in the story, today is the day to ask Jesus into your heart. Why? Because we don't know what is going to happen when we walk out those doors. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. All we know is right now and how we feel right now and where our life is headed right now and which one of these we are right now. So everybody bow your heads and close your eyes so we can pray. And with no one looking around, if you feel like you're Christina in this story, if you feel like, man, that story touched me because if I were to die today, I don't know where I would be. I want you to raise your hand so I could pray for you. And the Bible is really simple. It says, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus died on the cross for us, that we could be saved. So I'm going to pray and I want you to repeat this and everybody's going to repeat it with me. But let's pray. If you feel like you're Christina right now, dear Jesus, forgive me for my sins. 
I ask you to come into my life. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And I'm asking for you to give me that ticket to go into heaven so I could have eternity with you. And now I want to pray for all the Laurens out there. God, I just pray for reconciliation, Lord, of us Christians. Help us to remember the supernatural powers that you have through the Holy Spirit, that you have asked us so many times to be the hero in your story and save a life from death. God, we could be better than Batman, Superman. We could be more recognized than that because our recognition comes from you. God, I pray that you give us a new boldness and a new confidence and help us to remember that anything that God gives us, no one can take away. So if we feel that our peace is being taken away it's because we got it from the wrong person help us to always seek you for everything that we need and we'll never lack anything I pray that no one ever forgets this feeling or the Christina's or themselves in this story help us to always be bold in a moment that we may never get again to witness and save a soul from death in Jesus name we pray amen for hanging out with us. If you like this message, hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide. We'll see you next time. And remember, no turning back. The best is yet to come.